A very good morning to you. I'm Howard Feldman. I'm Head of Marketing and uh, People at Synthesis Software Technologies. And uh, we speak, as you know, uh, on our podcast to various people. Uh, people in the industry, people outside of our industry, where we like to get a different perspective. And why is that? Is because synthesis has a very different perspective of life. We, uh, we don't walk necessarily the same walk um, as everybody else does. We think out the box, we are agile, we're different. And uh, certainly we don't like to be confined to everything or by everything that we have been told in the past. Which makes our guest today particularly interesting and particularly apt. Pumlani Majosi uh, is uh, certainly well known to me. I've spoken to him a number of times on my on my morning show on High FM, and uh, he's always got an interesting opinion. He's very active on Twitter. He's not afraid to voice his opinion, even though more often than not, I see that uh, he gets bashed around from time to time. Uh, but good morning. Morning, how Howard. You? How are you doing? I'm good. Um, it's great to be here. <laughs> I just like the intro you've just made. You've just made there being bashed. I don't know for for what. I mean, wh why are people so afraid to hear other people's views? Why are we so intolerant? Um, but I guess we now will talk about that. But um, that's what I face often. Um, mm -hmm being called names, being portrayed as somebody who doesn't who doesn't care about the poor, who doesn't care about, you know, South Africa's history and so on and so on, you know, which is quite quite sad because my positions and what I strive for is the betterment of, you know, of, uh, of people in South Africa, especially well, the poor, right? And what I talk right. about. Well, that makes it so interesting because I would imagine that if you got together with some of uh, the people that, that object to what you say, and you have to define what you would love in a society and what they would love in a society, you probably get to the same mm. point. So it's quite interesting what I, I would imagine that you would, but it's how you get there that, um, that where you differ. And that makes it very, very difficult and even more difficult to understand. Because if we all have to get to Cape Town and I think it's better to go by plane and you think it's better to go by uh, the Transkaroo if that still exists, uh, what, what's the difference? As long, and, and we can debate what's better from various angles. One might be better for the environment. The other one might be more timeous. The other one, one could be more expensive. The other one, I could take more luggage with me. There are different ways of getting there. But ultimately, we all want to get to Cape Town. And I just mm. find it so interesting. Yes, it's very interesting. I think that has to do, the fact that we do, we do, we do, we all want to create a better society, no doubt, right? And as we've just mentioned now, the differences are around how do we get there, mm. right? And I think what makes things worse in terms of the divisions um, is, is the fact that the other side thinks that my approach is more exploitation. I don't care about the poor. My approach is not going to work because it keeps people repressed, you know. So they don't, they don't believe that my, what I believe should be done. Uh, works for the society. So they don't believe that, right. right? And then on the other side, which is my side, I'm saying as well, your ideas have failed and are failing us already in South Africa. Why do you want us to push through with them? Why should we continue, right? And then as a result, there is this sort of um, 
push, you know, from different, um, you know, uh, positions. Um, so it's it's a it's kind of, um, but I think that that should we can't think the same way, Howard. Right? I don't expect people to agree with me in everything. Right? I expect I expect some people to disagree well, with I'm me. Well, I'm sure you hope to an extent. Because that's discussion, that's debate. That is yes. what's important. I'm, I'm open for a debate. What I'm looking for is an engagement, mm. is mm. is uh, to put forward uh, in South Africa. I thought that, you know, not everything. <clears throat> we, 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 we can't say, okay, let's just accept the national health insurance, right? Let's just accept it as politicians propose to us. Let's look at the pros and cons, right? Uh, PE, the policy, right? Let's look at where are we failing? Where are we getting it right? And what's wrong with it? Let's not just accept it and say, because the intention is good, right? So my point is that we need to open up a, a discussion and a debate, right? And I've, I'm open to that. And that's what I always try and 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 sort of um, look for when I engage people. But it's said that in some instances, uh, even some of my friends have basically said, you know what? You are speaking nonsense. We reject you, and and you know I've lost some good friends. Um, reason being, uh, and can I tell you one thing? I didn't lose them after the discussion. We sat down. I lost them before the discussion. I proposed how about we meet for coffee to discuss this thing. I was told no. You are a house negro. You are sellout. You are and all kind of all kind of names. That meeting over coffee it's never. It's name came. calling again. It's name calling right, again. It's a coconut. Without even, yeah, not even after mm -hmm. the discussion, right? The discussion never even took place. There's no tolerance for the discussion, right? That doesn't have reason being. You are not even, you are not even supposed to be spoken to. Your nonsense doesn't have to be listened to. There's no point to talk to you, right? In other As words, you discredit. You yes. discredit the person before. Well, it was actually interesting because I had something quite similar where I, I well, a couple of years ago, I was doing a lot of work um, around the in, the, in the workplace and helping specifically uh, women in, in the workplace and how to establish some form of um, uh, power and how to look at these, especially in, in leadership. And, and I wrote an article about it, which I sent to a, uh, one of the publications, and they said they really like it. They agree with everything that I'm saying, but they're not going to publish an article by a white male dealing with, um, the, uh, with, with solutions and ideas around black women in the workplace. And I thought that, that it, it blew me away. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised at it because we have um, defined our, our country along, on, uh, along um, color lines and, and uh, uh, race identity, identity politics has become everything. But I was absolutely amazed that they said to me, in, we like the article, we agree with it, we think these are great solutions, but it can't come from a white male. And to, you know, it's, it's just really does say something quite sad. It does say something quite sad. I never read your article, but I'm quite sure you were not enter women, right? I don't, you don't look like a gentleman who would say women. <laughs> no, it was quite... <laughs> no, it was quite the opposite. It was actually it, it engaged in very different uh, a different mm. way of 
of, of, of looking at it. So, for example, um, one of the women that I spoke to, and, and, and it was all came about through body language training and things like that. Mm -hmm. And the black woman said to me, the problem is that culturally she has been brought up not to look at a person um, or a man necessarily in the eye, but now she comes across as mis mistrustful. So how does she deal with that? And we had a whole debate around that. Should she leave her, her cultural references at the door of the boardroom? Or should she say, you know, excuse me for not, you know, looking at you? It's, you know, how do we deal with that? And these were very, very pertinent issues that, that people are dealing with in a workplace. A Muslim woman can't, uh, a religious Muslim woman can't shake a man's hand. So what does she do about that? How does she address it? Okay, this is pre-COVID. Now at least no one shakes anyone's. Yeah, but uh, but you know these were these were the types of issues, and and I broke them down and to look at ways of handling them. So it certainly was the whole idea of the article was to try and provide some context, obviously to both men and women, why some of these issues take place in the workplace. And it was not an article. It was printed on, published on News 24. It was fine. But a couple of the other places, and actually one other place, said, no, absolutely not. This is not going to come from and a And the reason male. is because you are and a white uh, male, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's been, by the way, that has been uh, the thing, one of the things I've noticed in South Africa uh, for some time now, where because of, of the specific, your specific race or culture, right? or basically color your race. You can't say certain things, yet some people, you know, can, right? I Correct. tweeted the other day something that got a lot of sort of um, an engagement. I was saying that, you know, to be frank in my observation, you tend to find that black politicians, they say anything about minorities in South Africa, right? Including going as far as threatening violence, you mm. know, um, some that is very, very offensive, right? And guess what? The people who say that they doubled, they doubled their support in the recent elections, right? So they get a pass, right? Um, so I'm trying to say there is this tendency of, uh, and when we are white and you say something, I have a friend, a white friend of mine who treated something and because he said it, in fact, he was talking about uh, the issue of entitlement in his observation of what entitlement is. And because of that, he lost his career. He was thrown under the bus by even his boss. It was terrible, right? So I'm trying to say the fact that we tend to judge, we don't listen to what people are saying. What is their point, right? We rather look at the color of their skin and, and disqualify them based on that. When, in fact, they are raising very critical, um, you know, um, questions and, and comments. Which is and why you're a problem. Which is why you're a problem. So if a white person were to tweet and say some of the things you were saying, then we could discredit them because of their race. If you say it, you become more of a problem because how do we discredit you? Well, the right, the, the right words to discredit me is to say things like, I'm a, as I said, a house negro, a sellout or whatever, right? And if you and for and if you're a white person and you say the things that I say, um, you're gonna be called a white supremacist. Right. You are out right. of touch with reality. You are protecting your white privilege. You will go on and go on. So they are always if you are white, there are specific names for you, right? If you are black, there are specific names for you that will be used to discredit. Okay. Not so, just what based on your race. Yeah. 
So that's the challenge of discourse. But let's get into just some of the issues. Let's uh, the the we all do want the same thing. We want to create a society in South Africa that is successful for everybody, that all of our children and our our families can live in prosperity, that there's no issue of racism. We want to create that type of an environment. Obviously, it's realistic to some level, but not, not, to, not, not on all levels, because we are human and we are flawed. We are imperfect. That's just how it is. The government, since 1994, introduced uh, uh, BEE, Affirmative Action, Truthfully, I have been very supportive of that um, until it's failed. I, we can see that it's failed uh, in its in its other implementation um, or its or its success. The diversity within companies and and corporates is obviously something that we should be striving for, but it is very very difficult to achieve with the. Um, in, in terms of the South African law and the South African structures. If you had to be the one to make the decision as to how we could achieve a, a non-racial, prosperous society, so you've got carte blanche, what would you do? Sure. So we want to... I we want to achieve a non-racial society, right? We want, uh, we want, basically, we are looking for diversity, right? And we right. want diversity of race because you can see that, well, when you look at, I'll give you for, for example, when you look at the private sector, according to the Employment Equity uh, Report, I think the, the last one was at least plus minus 70% of the private sector. It's the management there, the top management, it's white people, right? Uh, compared to the public sector, where you have at least 70% of the management being black, right? So there's much talk in South Africa around the issue of, um, there's much complaints uh, that the transformation is quite slow in the private sector as because, you know, more white people, or at least it's still largely controlled by, by white people. So for me, my view with that is, the main thing is we need to understand, um, it's very important to factor in our, our history, right? You can't discuss South Africa without looking at its history. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. So we understand that, okay, and firstly, we need to do not forget what was our starting point. Our starting point is a democratic, our democratic year when we got, uh, when we became a democracy, right, in 1994. In 1994 already, when you look at it as a starting point, you were in already in a position where from, in according to many metrics, right, black people were already left behind, right, compared to other uh, racial groups, uh, whites. So 1994 in, is, not, is not a zero-sum game. It's already started off exactly. um, with, 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 com with tremendous imbalance. Sure. Tremendous imbalances that were in place at the time. So the question is, okay, so how do we, we don't want to pull those who are already ahead down, right? We don't want to do that. We want to move those who are already at the bottom up, right? It could be in terms of income. It could be in terms of any kind of, in terms of education. It could be in terms of um, uh, business control or business ownership. 
you could go on, go, go on and on about the metrics you want to use, right? You want to move those at the bottom up, right? So what do you do? So firstly, you need to be able, you need to come up with a plan, right? And your plan must be focused on things like, okay, we do it, when you look at uh, the stats from uh, from um, uh, statistics from um, sorry, data from statistics South Africa, mm -hmm. you do find that. As, as you move from without education to primary education, to, to secondary education, to tertiary education, income there rises up, right? So if you have no metric, you are likely to be unemployed mm -hmm. and also your income would be quite, quite very low, right? Compared to someone who has a tertiary education, right? So given the fact that you want to sort of push blacks up, Right. So how do we reform your education, right? To make sure that you give, especially blacks, the education that can enable them to rise through, you know, through the ladder, mm -hmm. right? I think that's very, very fundamental. Because if you, if you, yes, if you want to have managers at investment banking firms, right? Yeah, that people need to try Whatever companies. Mm -hmm. Yes, they will need to have the experience and the skills and the education to be there. Right. So if you want to, yes, we understand that the private sector is sort of dominated by the whites or the, you know, the white culture, but that's going to take time. You need to have a plan and you need to be able to upskill your people, be able to create an environment where people can thrive and rise up. And remember also, we also need to also have a thinking that at the same time, Educate your people enough so that they are able to start investment firms, not spaza shops, investment firms, banks, you know, different kind of um, uh, service companies, right? That are sort of are right at the high level, not just small businesses. So you've got to have a plan and you need to, as government, you need to put in the mechanisms that will enable those who are left behind to rise higher and higher, right? And I think our government is getting it quite, the obsession in South Africa becomes, okay, so how do we, how do we pull those who are already at the top down? And I see that a lot. That no tax um, the white middle class more. So that it compensates for- Instead of or to people give up, for, pull people down. Is that what you're kind saying? It's redistributive kind of policies that we hear about a lot. Mm. There's even a talk of wealth tax right now to try and because government is indebted, uh, it has mis mismanaged finances. So there is so much that, that that's the, the, we need to be honest with our history that we didn't start at the same, there were a lot of imbalances. Mm. And to try and uh, to try and change that, you have to lift those at the bottom with the right policies. But the right policies shouldn't be the policies that make those who are already at the top to pack their bags and go. Yeah, you don't yeah. want that. You want them to stay in the country. You want them to become productive citizens. And you don't want them, you don't want to issue threats to them that if you don't have five, um, I don't know, five top managers who are black in your, or if you don't have 50% of your, of your managers being black in your firm, we are therefore going to find you, right? But you need to understand that companies themselves, if you, if, given the competition we face as a company, I would look for people who are skilled, people who can will make sure that they will move my company forward, people who are experienced. And the moment you reach to, into sophisticated fields in South Africa, you find that 
very few blacks are represented in that space, right? So a company struggles now. Where do I find the best Absolutely. And, and, to do the And I think this is this is fairly common that that a lot of companies that I speak to are, are saying we we need to uh, we want to improve our diversity we we have the the full intention of doing it but unfortunately we're not finding the candidates so there's almost a reciprocal responsibility of government to say we we want you to do that and we're demanding that we do it if if uh, if that's the case but then we're going to provide you we're going to make sure that that there are the candidates and that education um, is provided. Education training, you can call it as well. Um, mm. Skills development, quite critical. Mm. You need to do the groundwork, right? Yeah. Because you, yeah. you, you can't fail to do groundwork and then expect a result where we are going to have sort of, I don't know, 70% of investment managers being black, when in fact mm. you didn't do over the past 20 years or so of our democracy, in fact, about 25, mm. um, when it didn't do the groundwork, right? And also, we need to under, one of the things that we need to understand, Howard, is that when you look at South Africa, I'm talking about corporates, right? Because I've worked in corporates for some time. Um, you find that at an operational level, right, there tends to be diversity, right? Operational level, just, mm. you know, mm. people who are doing the actual work. But as you as you change rising up higher and higher, right, you tend that that racial diversity disappears. But there's something people overlook as you rise up that high, that hierarchy, right, from uh, operational to mid level to high level. The age also changes, right. You find that as you rise up and you tend to find people now, you know, it's it's people who are forty something, people who are fifty something, as you rise up higher. I didn't think of that, and there, and and there, that's when we start starting to view again the South, South Africa's history. Exactly. So imagine the point, and and by the way, a white person who started work in 1994, <laughs> right, is is based, and let's say we usually start our work around when we are 20, mm. right. So already that person, or 20 or 21 or so, that 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 person is around mid 40s, right? So I mean, already they are at a high level in terms of about management. Right. And usually, yeah. <laughs> and, and usually, the moment you 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 hit the the, the sort of um, the medium level as you go up higher, that's where you start seeing people from their 40s, right? Mm. Sort of 45 mm. to 50 or so. And if it's this field we are talking about, the fields that we are talking about, it's going to be um, it's going to be largely the white people because of of, of the structure, right? Yeah. And, and we, we forget to factor in that, which I think is missing. And I think the obsession is we tend to deal with what we see with the naked eye. Oh my gosh, they are they are you know there's more white people here and then there's less black people here. And we, we, we forget to think about the other factors that are in place or that have been in place over the past yeah. basically 25 years of our democracy. Mm, mm. Yeah. So, so what is the solution then? What, what do companies do um, if, they, if, if, if they are focused on uh, diversity, inclusion, and, uh, and, 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 want to, and want to achieve these goals? Well, for companies, it's... My companies need to state their vision, right? 
they need to step their vision that actually we would love to have if our company is largely white represented we would love to have you know mm. other cultures right mm. not only blacks indians and colors yeah. and so on yeah would love to see that but i also i think on top of that they need to make a case to government to express that you need to focus we need to you need to get skills development right right was for us as a company i don't want to hire i don't want to have pumlani because he's black right i'm looking for pumlani who is competent in what he's doing right pumlani has experience pumlani who is well spoken pumlani who is xyz right and we struggle to find those candidates those people right so do your work as government and i think for 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 for, for companies to, to 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 band together and say my views that our companies tend to though, though people disagree with me on this they tend to in many cases just accept what government says right they don't want to they don't want mm-hmm. to say mm-hmm. well, we we yeah. think we mm-hmm. think here you are wrong right mm-hmm. um yeah. rather do this if you want if you want to see this in our companies right yes but, but you see that it goes back to that original discussion it is very hard for if i were to say to the government i'm sorry i think you're wrong on your 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 bee strategy they're going to say of course you think i'm wrong because you white and the assumption will be that i've got different goals even mm. though i don't have different goals i've got exactly the same goal mm, mm, mm. and that's 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 another sad thing by the way that mm. and i've seen this a lot um was i tend to interact with people of various races um including whites as well and many of the whites i interact with it could be friends it could be people i work with they tend to hold back on expressing their views as to what they think about the state of our government and politics mm-hmm. right um and of course i mean the state of yeah basically the state of politics they tend to hold back on that because i mean the moment they criticize um and and i do get messages on twitter as well around this um people saying pumlan we like what well you know i'm white i can't say what you're saying because i'll be looked as xyz so there tends to be a hold back um as you've just you've just mentioned that people because these companies are largely white if they come and say well we think you are wrong as government mm. well this 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 guys and government are just going to dismiss them because you are trying to protect your white privilege or whatever right so that's another challenge that we face so for me i think there has to be what i'm trying to do on twitter and wherever uh as i try and engage uh the public i think i'm trying to make an impact in terms of trying to shape the climate opinion howard because i think the climate opinion is very much it is it is it, it's a it's a, it's a climate that as we mentioned earlier it just it just discredits you because of your race because of where you come from mm-hmm. there is no there is intolerance around um uh, some of the some of the issues we face as a country there are things that we avoid talking about so we need to change the way people think in general and think in general um and these are people who could be the general public the media needs to know that there are different ideas there the media needs to know that when the democratic alliance rejected race based policies it's really not it's really not that they don't care about addressing the needs of the poor in south africa but they are proposing a different some a different alternative that could work 
right, that could be more effective, at least in their view, than race-based policies, right? At least yeah, that, yeah. the alternative, it needs to be exposed. What I saw in the media was that there was just all attacks towards what the DA is trying to, there was no sort of explaining, right? So it has to be the media, it has to be the public as well, our politicians. Because we don't have real debate. We're debating in look at the US. Look at the US. Yeah. Mm. Just look at the US. You know you have, even in the media, you have specific sort of um, news networks that you could call mm -hmm. liberal in the US political thinking. You have those that you can call conservative, right? Or conservative, right? So, I mean, we don't have that kind of, so that issues are discussed, right? And, and, and they are put on the table. Um, and issues of diversity in boardrooms, issues of, of education, issues of um, government service delivery. There have to be different perspectives on the table, but rather there's almost always one view. And that I think there's a space to play them. There's a, play, a, a, a sort of an opportunity to try and tell people that no, there's a different way of thinking. If a white person from a private sector says government, you are failing us in your policies. It's not because that person is trying to protect their well, 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 it might be, but but that just needs to be interrogated, surely. Yeah, well, it, it, anything you know, can it, Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't mean that, uh, you know, I think the assumption here is that that I made is that we all want the same thing. But the reality, unfortunately, is maybe not all of us do want the same yes, thing. But I mean, maybe, you know, hmm. it, but I think the, the conversation that we're having is about people that honestly do, but have a hmm. different way of, as, as I said earlier, getting to Cape Town. So the question is how, 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 how we do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, so, there's a, yeah, there's a great deal of... Um, space in South Africa for, for us to try and push in um, sometimes the unpopular narratives out there. Um, are, you, are you ever so worried people, about it? I mean, are you ever, are you ever nervous about putting your, your, your view forward? Sometimes I think three, I mean, two, three times. Should I post this? Should I not? Should I say this? Shouldn't I say it? I do, because I mean, Sometimes I get scary messages, right? I mean, someone the other day, just a few months ago, wished me, wished death to my family or something like that. I got scared, Howard, I'm telling you. Like, I was like, oh, I got nervous. <laughs> I mean, with yeah. all that, with COVID-19 that's going on and all things that are ha happening left and right. Um, I mean, and also I do have at home, my mom lives with a pre-existing condition. I mean, yeah, I was a bit scared, you know, just make, made me nervous. And then begin to question yourself. What did I say that could, that could offend someone? So angry. But yeah, but, but I think a lot of it, we have to distinguish with what is, what is about that and what is about them really. Uh, anyone mm. who's threatening violence of, of, to, 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 to somebody that voiced a, a, a rational opinion about something, um, I think I, I would be quite confident in saying the problem is theirs, not yours. But it doesn't mean that the impact on, you know, on you is, is, is insignificant. So where to? 
is Pumlani, where to from here? Any interest in getting involved with politics? I know you've been approached. I know lots of people think you should. Yeah. Uh, would you consider it seriously? Over the long term, I could consider it. I think mm. for now, it's a matter of um, sort of being one of the voices in South Africa, right? Through social networks, through mm. occasionally writing something and, and publishing it in a specific newspaper or news outlet. I think for me, for now, I think we need to shape the way people think. Uh, I will continue to post whatever I can post. I will continue to cause trouble. I think you said I'm a troublemaker on Twitter or something like that. I will continue to cause trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's important to get people to talk about issues that we, we tend to shy away from, yeah. Absolutely right. Pumlani Majosi, thank you for your time. Thank you for speaking to us. These conversations are absolutely vital. They are sometimes uncomfortable, but they need to be had. As long as, had, as, long as we establish that we all want the same thing, we all want to get from Joburg to Cape Town, there are different ways to do it. Let's it be a little bit more tolerant of the different styles and the different methods and ideas that people might have to achieve the same goals. I'm Howard Feldman. This is your Synthesis Podcast.